If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to continue in the series that we've been ministering for really, I think, about eight weeks now on the benefits of seeking God. Or, say it with me, the main thing is to keep the main thing. Well, let's just try it all together. We all know it. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. As Bill, as Bill was approaching midlife, physically he was a mess. Not only was he going bald, but years of office work had given him a large pot belly. The last straw came when he asked a woman co-worker out on a date, and she all but laughed at him. That does it, he decided, I'm going to start a whole new regimen. He began attending aerobics classes. He started working out with weights. He changed his diet. He got an expensive hair transplant. And in six months, Bill was a different man. Again, he asked his female co-worker out. This time she accepted. There he was, all dressed up for the date, looking better than he ever had. He stood poised to ring the woman's doorbell when a bolt of lightning struck him and knocked him off his feet. As he lay there dying, he turned his eyes towards the heavens and said, Why, God? Why now? After all I've been through, how could you do this to me? From above, he heard a voice saying, Sorry, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> Moral of the story is just be yourself, and if they like you, they like you, and if they don't, they don't. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Boy, pay close attention to these verses, because this is so powerful. And I'm ministering today on the eye of faith. The eye of faith. The Bible says, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance or with patience. If we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. Now take a right and go to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to read two more verses and then talk about the eye of faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, the classic verse on faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, the writer is uh, going to just kind of boil it down to what faith really is. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Now turn to verse 6. Same chapter. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must do two things. Believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder. And that's the key verse that we've been preaching on now for all these weeks. He is a rewarder. Can you say with me, I know he's a rewarder? See, you've got to believe this about God. If you're going to go to God to receive anything from God, you've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who casually, every once in a while, Sundays only, no. Those who diligently, daily seek him. Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless it to our hearts. Build us up in your faith, in the faith that is in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen. 
God bless you. You can be seated. We've been ministering for all these weeks now on seeking God. How many of you have been seeking God more than usual? I've been seeking God, pressing into God with all of my heart. You know why? Because I believe that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now let me ask another question. How many of you in here would like for God to bless you? How many of you need something from God? How many of you need wisdom? How many of you need finances? Well, we just about put a hole through the ceiling on that one. How many of you need direction? How many of you are praying about something and you know, if I don't hear God on this, I don't know what to do? All right, the Bible says God rewards those who diligently seek Him. We've been talking about the main thing being the main thing. If we keep the main thing the main thing, then the life of the believer is centered. Jesus said there is a first in life. There is a first in the life of every believer. And it is to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things that men are worried about, that people are worried about, food, drink, clothing, shelter, 401Ks, all these things will be added to you as a side benefit of seeking first the kingdom of God. So implicit in that verse is is Jesus telling us everybody is seeking something. The human nature is to seek something. Everybody's on a hunt for something. In this room, there is not a human being here who's not hunting, seeking, pursuing, chasing something. So Jesus said, since we are seeking God, since we are chasing something, He said, make first, make first, seek first, chase first, pursue first, put as primary the kingdom of God and all the things that the world out there is chasing after will be added to you as a side benefit of seeking God. That's a powerful promise. We've shown from the Word of God that everyone has a treasure in their heart. Jesus said, let me tell you something about you. He said, he said you have a treasure in your heart. You have a treasure in your heart. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And we've ministered where your heart is, that is where your feet will follow. Jesus said everybody has a treasure. There is not a soul that doesn't. And it's that treasure, it is whatever we have crowned the treasure of our life that we seek. Money, fame, power. It can be one of a hundred different things. But Jesus said we're all seeking something because we all have a treasure. The kingdom of God, Jesus said, is to be the Christian's primary treasure. We are to crown the kingdom of God our primary treasure. You say, well, Pastor Jeff, I'm just kind of waiting for it to hit me over the head. When the kingdom of God gets a grip in my heart, I'll make it my treasure. Did you know that it's a decision? Jesus said, make up your mind to seek first. You decide to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know what I found? When I do that, I start wanting it. When I do that, I start desiring it. Desire follows decision. So Jesus said, make the kingdom of God first. Prioritize it. We've talked about this for weeks now. Prioritize it in your schedule, in your calendar, in your time. When you get up in the morning, you decide right then and there what you're going to do with the first hour of your day. We've talked about how to seek God by cry. That's the little acronym we use, C-R-Y. And what does that mean? Calling on Him, 
repenting to Him and yielding to Him. The Bible says, seek the Lord while He may be found. Draw near to Him. Find Him. And we've talked about the why of seeking God. Because we cannot bear fruit without Him. We cannot live a godly life without Him. We cannot walk in the Spirit without Him. We cannot live the lives that please God without Him. And so that's why we seek Him. And last week we talked about keeping oil in our lamps or the Holy Spirit's fullness in our hearts. And that's another reason we've got to seek God. Because folks, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We've got to seek Him because we need to walk full of the Spirit. If we don't walk full of the Spirit, we will walk full of the flesh and led by the dictates of the flesh. So we've got a choice. We can either crucify the dictates of the flesh and walk in the Spirit or fall prey to sin because we're not empowering ourselves by being full of the Holy Ghost. Now today I want to minister on faith, which is our connection to God. It's how we seek God. Listen to this now. I find this very intriguing. The Bible said, without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now you know what impossible means in the Greek language? Impossible. It means you cannot please God apart from faith. Now watch this. Though He is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, He is moved with compassion in our troubles, only faith, only faith, pleases him. Say, Pastor, well, I'm in trouble then because I don't have much faith. Ah, it says that God has given to every person a measure of faith. You don't have any more faith than me. I don't have any more than you. Some people's faith is more developed than others because they have used it more like muscles. But God has given to every man the measure of faith. And I want to inform you today, God did not jip you on faith. All the faith you need is the faith you have. He's not going to tell you to believe Him for something if He doesn't give you enough faith to lay hold of the promise of God. You've got the faith that you need. I want you to say with me, I have the faith that I need. You say, well, Pastor, I feel my faith is just so weak. Well then, here's what you do with faith. You open up these pages. And one of these days, I'm going to put a Bible together that when I open it up and I'm preaching to you, there's a little light in here that goes off and shines on my face. Because... When you open up this Bible, the Bible says that faith is stoked, flamed, made bright, made strong, strengthened by the words in the Bible. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So if your faith is weak, put down the People magazine, turn off the TV, take the phone off the hook, Quit talking to people, gossip and slander and all the stuff that drags you down. Stay away from Blockbuster for a month. It might do you a wonder. And open up the Word of God and fill your mind and your heart with the Word and your faith will grow. Now, now, now if, if I can't please God, if I can't receive from God without faith, then I want to know everything I can know about faith. He says without faith it is impossible. Impossible. You cannot please God. You can't bring something from there to here without faith. It says without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
I found that the word please is found three times in the New Testament, all of them, in Hebrews. Hebrews 11.6, without faith it's impossible to please him. Hebrews 11.5, by faith Enoch was taken away, raptured, so that he did not see death. He was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? Enoch was walking in faith toward God, and that faith pleased God. That means, that means faith was acceptable to God. Hebrews 13, 16 says, Don't forget to do good and to share what you have with those who are in need. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And that's the only three times you find please in the entire Bible. But without faith, we can't be acceptable. That is, our petitions are not going to get through without faith. Then we're told, he who comes to God, he who comes to God for healing, for salvation, for provision, for wisdom, for direction, he who comes to God, to God must believe that He is there. Must believe that He's there. Let's start right there. You've got to believe that He's there. You've got to believe that He is. So you say, God, I believe You're there. I believe You are the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the great Jehovah, who flung the stars into the space, who scooped the valleys out, who spat out the oceans like the poet said. I believe that you are. And then we've got to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That means he will not burn me. He will not tease me. He will not tell me to seek him if he is not going to reward my seeking. You've got to believe that you're not going to go to him in vain. You're not going to come back with empty hands. His word will not return to you void, but he will do what he said he would do. He will bring to pass what he said he would bring to pass. I'm not going to seek God in vain. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not beating the air. I am not in some religious exercise that brings nothing for me. I am seeking the God who becomes a rewarder to those who diligently, earnestly, fervently seek him i got to believe that. I want you to say with me, I believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. Say with me, I will not seek Him in vain for He will do what He's promised He would do and I will have what He's promised I will have. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on. Now these, 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 these are the two terms. These are the terms for the person coming to God for an answer. Now all of you, just a little while ago, virtually everybody here raised up their hand to one of my questions that there was something you needed from God. There was something you need God to do. And if God doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. God's going to have to deliver. God's going to have to heal. God's going to have to provide. God's going to have to guide me. I've got to have wisdom from God. I don't know what to do. You will not seek the Lord in vain. You must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder. Well then, if it's only by faith that the hand of God is moved on my behalf, 
If it's only by faith, if there's no other way that the hand of God's going to be moved on my behalf, and God's given me faith, then what in the world is faith? I've got to understand faith. What is it? Now watch this carefully. He says, now faith is, now here's what faith is. Faith is the substance, the substance of things I'm hoping for. Faith is the substance of things I'm hoping for. So there you've got faith, and there you've got hope. Substance comes from a word that means to be placed under, like the foundation of a house. It means to place in an orderly fashion under something. So faith is a foundation. Faith is a foundation. Now the best that I could do, I came with a stool today, and I'm going to leave it up here so everybody can hopefully see this. Let's just pretend. Say with me, foundation. Faith is the foundation, the foundation that is laid in our life. Paul said, no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? Who we have put our faith in. So faith is a foundation. It's the foundation of things we're hoping for. Now there's one other thing that faith means. The same Greek word means title deed. Just pretend with me this is a title deed. What is it saying? He's telling us, and by the way, that word, that Greek word for, for title deed or for, for substance, they use the same word for the title deed way back in olden days, the title deed that somebody would have to a house or to a chariot or something. If they had the title deed, it was in the archives, just like in our courthouse. So they would say, what, how do you know or how can you prove that you own that thing? How can you prove that that house is yours? And they would use the Greek word that we use for substance. They would say, I have the title deed. Now, are you ready? Faith, when God gives you faith for something He wants to do in your life, He just gave you the title deed. So that it is not presumptuous, it is not weird, it's not strange for you to say, I don't see it, it's not there yet, but I know that it's coming. Well, how do you know? Because I have the title deed. He has shown me that He's going to do this for me. I've got faith, and when God put the faith in my heart, it's the title deed. If I've got the title deed, it's all the evidence that I need that what the title deed is the title deed to is mine. Come on, everybody. Now let me make this real simple. God gave us the faith that if we believe on the name of the only begotten Son of God, we will not perish but have everlasting life. Now very important that you watch this now. Here's the foundation, faith, right here. But here's legs, four legs. These legs can represent the promises of God. Watch this now. Faith stands on promises. Faith stands, those of you over there, I feel for you. Faith stands on the promises of God. You have the foundation of faith, but what right do you have to have faith in anything 
unless your faith is based not on a myth, not on a fable, not on something you've conjured in your own mind, but your faith is resting on the promises of God. We come in here and we sing standing on the promises when a lot of us are just sitting in the premises. Listen to me. we got to start standing on the promises. And when we stand on the promises, then our faith is built on that which gives us a title deed. Come on, everybody. Say with me, I place my faith on the promises of God. Listen to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. We have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we might be partakers of the divine nature. Do you know how we become like Jesus? By laying hold of the promises. What is your faith resting on, Pastor Jeff? Here is my faith. It's the foundation. My foundation is resting on the legs of promises. I put my faith in the promises of God. If I believe on Jesus, I will not perish, but have everlasting life. If I give my life to Him, He will make all things work together for the good, for those who love Him and are the called according to His promise. He has made me more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. Not death, nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other power can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. That's the foundation and it's resting on promises. Come on now. So... Why in the world do I read the Bible? Because I need to see what God has promised me. I mean, how am I going to know He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, so that it's a promise my faith can stand on unless I read the Bible where it says, I will become to you Jehovah Jireh. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's a promise, and my faith stands on that. Listen to Hebrews 6.12. Imitate those. We are to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Mm. The last thing the enemy wants you to know is what is in the title deed. How in the world are you going to wait for God to provide? Unless when the enemy is attacking you, you can grab onto the title deed. He's going to supply for me according to his riches. I may not see it now, but I've already read that hope can't see. Hope comes alive when you can't see. Faith is for the times you can't see. And once you can see it, you don't need faith anymore. You don't need hope anymore. So it's natural that I'm believing God for something I can't see. But I do have the title deed. I think this is going to get in in just a moment. Hebrews 11.33, listen to this. Talking about the champions of faith who through faith through faith, not through their natural strength, not through their natural wit, not through their natural ability, but through faith, subdued kingdoms and obtained promises. What are you believing God for today? Whatever you're believing God for, if it's based on a promise, you can rest your faith on it. So faith, standing on the promises, ignites Bible hope. I had to do this again this week. It was just too good. So let me just get this. Say with me, there's hope. It says keep hope alive. Uh-oh, 
My hope almost burned out right there. Now, folks, say with me, faith is the foundation, but hope is the expectation that what faith is believing for is on the way. Now, let's just try that again. Faith, standing on the promises, not sitting on the premises, ignites hope that expects what faith is believing for to show up anytime. Faith. Say with me, faith is the foundation. Hope is the expectation. So if my faith is resting on the promises, my hope will burn just like this. Here's some people. Well, I hope so. Maybe so. Perhaps so. Think so. The person who's standing on the promises, I know so. I know so. Now, what does Scripture say about hope? While faith is the foundation, hope is the expectation that what we're believing for by faith is on the way. Listen to Romans 8.24 again. If we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly, eagerly, when you're burning like this, it's eager. We eagerly wait for it with patience. So here we are. God's given us a promise, and some of you are there right now. God's given you a promise. Your faith is standing on the promises. It's standing on the promises. You've got title deed. You're sitting there knowing. God has told you something, given you something, promised you something. It's in your heart. It begins with salvation, and then the rest of the Christian life is lived out this way. You don't begin by faith and end up in the flesh. You begin by faith, and you end in faith. You begin with a spark, and you end with a flame. So, so here you are. You're believing God. You're saying, Lord, I'm just believing you for this. I'm standing on the promises. My faith, the foundation, is a foundation upon which I have put my hope. And the Bible says this about Bible hope. This hope, this hope that is resting on faith, that is standing on the promises, this hope does not disappoint or deceive us. Because God has poured out His love into our hearts. And so here we are. We're believing God. We're standing on promises. Our faith is established on the Word of God and our hope is burning. And we begin to believe God for something. We begin to believe God for something. Now, I'm going to carry this illustration just a little bit further. You see this string? Let's just pretend. My faith is now reaching up to God. When I believe God for something and my hope is burning bright, the Bible says I am laying hold of the promises of God. So here our faith is now reaching up to heaven. I wish I had a picture of y'all's face right now. (laughs) Your faith is reaching up to heaven. You're seeking God every day. And guess what? When you first start believing God for something, you don't see anything. The Bible says God is invisible. You don't see God. Hebrews 11.27 says of Moses, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him 
who is invisible. How can you see somebody who is invisible? The eye of faith. The eye of faith sees what isn't there. The eye of faith expects what has not yet arrived. The eye of faith stands on the promises when there is nothing in view. All you're doing is day by day and week by week and month by month and maybe year by year is stretching by. But your hope does not fail because it is on the foundation of faith which is standing on the promises of God. So people say to you, how can you still believe after all this time? Well, you know what? In the natural, I couldn't. But guess what? My faith is not normal. My expectation is not normal. It is supernatural. I'm believing in a God who rewards those who seek Him. So my faith is on the promises of God. I don't care if I stand here till the day that I die. My God cannot lie. I believe my God is a faithful God. My God is a God who honors and responds to faith. And so that's why my hope is not faltering. That's why after all this time, I'm still skipping down the street, still going to church, still raising my hands, still praising God. When I don't see anything, I'm still lifting up my hands to Him. When I don't see any evidence, my evidence is in my heart. God has given me the evidence of faith, so I've got a title deed. I don't care what I see or don't see. My God will not fail me. Amen. And so my hope burns. So here I am, and I'm believing God, and here comes the enemy. How can you keep on believing God? Here you have men burning with hope. Here is your faith resting on those promises and so much time has gone by and not one thing has happened that you're believing God for. You say, ah, but my time is not His time. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. I will burn with hope because my faith is standing on the promises and I extend my faith towards heaven when God wants to answer. God will answer. Some of you are closer than you think. Some of you have got a blessing just around the corner. Some of you are about to have the breakthrough you've been believing God for. Of all things, don't put out the lamp now. We don't need you coming to church like this. We need you coming in like this. We want you to come in praising God, lifting your hands. Let the devil know that it doesn't depend on sight because if you could see it, you wouldn't need faith. If you could see it, you wouldn't need hope. It's when you can't see it that God says, believe me, I've given you the title deed. So here you are, and one day you're just walking along, believing God. You got up that morning and you sought God. You got up that morning and you still didn't see a thing. Like Elijah sent his servant to look into the sky for a cloud. Six times he came back and said, there is nothing. Sometimes nothing is the greatest evidence of something. Because when nothing is there, it means God has got something cooking in heaven's oven. He's taking his time because the longer it takes, the better it's going to be. And so God just says, hang on. You get up. You say, well, here I am just believing God again. I'm going to seek Him not for what I can have, but I'm seeking Him just because He's worthy to be sought. Just because I love being in His presence. Just because I love the presence of the Holy Ghost. I love gobbling up the Word of God. I love building up my faith and walking with Jesus. If He never answers, that's okay. But I do know that my faith is standing on the promises and my hope is standing on the faith. 
My hope is on the foundation of faith. And so my faith is extended to heaven. The Bible says God will answer me someday. And then the day comes. Come on, everybody. You can do better than that. There comes your provision. There comes your answer. There comes God answering your prayer. There it was. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. God will answer you. It may take a while, but you hang on to God. God will answer you. Now, I need scissors quick. I was supposed to have those up here. I don't have them. I wonder if I can do this. Then here's what you do. You don't need the faith anymore for this or the hope because you've got it. So you say, Jesus, thank you. There's the finances that I needed. Thank you. There's the healing. Thank you. There's the reconciliation. Thank you. There's the restoration. Thank you. There it was. And it was in heaven the whole time. And just because I didn't see it didn't mean that it wasn't there. Because just because something is invisible doesn't mean it's not real. It's in heaven. And when heaven gets ready in the fullness of time, he will answer your prayer. And down it will come. And you will give glory to God because you know you couldn't have done this. You couldn't have healed you. You couldn't have provided for you. It was God do it or it's not going to get done. And God gave you the wisdom. God gave you the grace. God gave you the strength. God set you free from that bondage. God delivered you from that situation. God gave you a new job. God gave you a raise where you are. God blessed you. God helped you. God ministered to you. You just had to hang on. Say it's coming. I want you to say it again. It's coming. If my faith is built on the promises of God and my hope is burning as a result of that faith, it's only a matter of time. There it is. So say with me, my faith is strong in the promises. My hope is not going to leave me ashamed. Faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. My faith is fed by the promises which fuels my hope that doesn't have to see anything. If I see it, I no longer need faith and hope. So thank God for the waiting. Thank God for the believing. And thank God for the provision. Can you stand with me today? I love light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Thank God for his provision. This is what your hope ought to look like. Does yours look like this? Or like this? Or like this? Or are you saying, help me, Jesus? I'm going out. Get into the Word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for faith in the promises of God. 
We thank you, Lord, that when we build our faith on the Bible promises, it ignites Bible hope. And that hope does not leave us disappointed or ashamed, deceived or embarrassed. We thank you, Lord, for it. Now I want you to stop and just think for a minute. If my faith were that lantern, how would it be burning? If my faith level were represented in that lantern, how bright would it be? And once you answer that, I want you to be encouraged in God because anybody can ignite their faith by getting into the Word of God. Seek Him with all of your heart because as you seek Him, the rewards of God come from heaven, just like that package. Father, we just thank you for your blessing. I want you to take your need, all of you that raise your hand, wisdom, strength, provision, I want you to give it to Him right now and say, Lord, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to seek you.